Hi, welcome to the Mastermind Project podcast. My name is Brian McRae. I'm the founder of the Mastermind Project. And this podcast is intended to help you grow as a leader, to grow in productivity, and also to grow in relationships. Those are the three topics that we will always talk about here at the Mastermind Project. Chances are you're a small business owner or maybe a commissioned sales professional and you're looking to grow. And we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So once a month, we host an event designed to help givers grow. And so that's what we're here for. And this podcast is taken from a general session of a portion of our live event, uh, which we've now gone to virtual uh, as of 2020. So if you're comfortable, please join us. Feel free to join us. And you can go to www.brianckmcrae.com. And you can register for our next event, which is the third Thursday of the month. So sit back and enjoy the shared learning experience here of the Mastermind Project. All right. You guys ready to roll? We're going to get into some content here, and then we're going to get over to our panelists and talk about it. All right. Mission here today, we want to help you win at work and home. We've kind of covered that. Um, and our vision, we want to have this shared learning event where we mobilize you, small business owners, commission sales professionals. We want you to expand in your relational capacity. Because if you're going to build a successful business, you've got to be great at relationships. You want more abundance? We want that to expand. Everybody, who doesn't want more abundance in their life? And we want you to be successful so you can encourage and inspire others to do it. The purpose here is to study things that matter, practice things that matter, and then take them out into the community with your referral partners, your clients, your coworkers, to, be a, to, to share some of the things that you're learning so you can be a positive force and build your influence. So that's what we're here for. So let's get started. Let's talk about the secrets behind Momentum. There's going to be five of these. So if you're taking notes, make sure you write these things down because this will give you a framework for success. All right. Because here's what I do know. You guys are going to take and you're going to start to write down some, uh, you're going to take some notes and you're going to get some ideas. But note this, Brian Moran, one of the, one, a book that I just absolutely love was uh, The 12-Week Year, which much of what you're seeing here today has been influenced by that. But when I say this, Brian, I love this quote. He said, the marketplace is only going to reward the ideas that get implemented. So if you're spending some time here, it's going to be the action that you take after this that's going to determine the success because the marketplace is only going to reward the ideas that you implement. So as you take a look, here are the five elements. These are the elements of momentum. It's vision, planning, metrics, time allocation, and this wonderful thing called joyful accountability, which we're going to talk about in detail today. All right. Here's what I do know. When the what becomes clear, it's so interesting. In my time working with, with small business owners, commission sales professionals, strategic partners in the mortgage business, we work with a lot of real estate agents, financial advisors, and attorneys. But whenever we sit down with them and talk to them about what they're trying to build, when it's fuzzy, they struggle. But here's what I do know. When the what becomes clear, when what you want as a business professional when you, what you want at home and what you want at work become clear, the amazing thing that happens is that the who and the how will start to appear. The who will help you get there will start to appear. If you're trying to build a referral-based business and you say, I want to build a referral-based business, the who's will start to appear because you'll have a plan and the how will appear. So that's the purpose of today. We want to help you get clear on what. So, and that's the first step. It's a vision. So we talked about that. The number one, the first element of momentum is vision because in an absence of vision, you lack direction. You lack fulfillment. 
You know, there's a proverb that says, um, you know, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it's like the tree of life. So my point to you is, is when you lack fulfillment, it's because you're not pursuing something that is meaningful to you. And when you put your vision together, that makes all the difference. Brings more meaning to you. And then with vision, once you start to put that together, you get some clarity in what you're trying to accomplish. And it keeps your attention on what it looks like to win. Guys, being, in, being in a small business owner, a commissioned sales professional is not easy. It's not easy. You're going to get told no more than you're going to get told yes. You're going to try to create strategic partnerships. You're going to go out into the community and try to get referrals from, from influential people or from people that you know. And the, a lot of times the answer is going to be no. But if you don't, if you lose track of what you're trying to build, it's going to be, it's, you're going to end up on the, in the absence of vision side. But if you stay focused on it, it's going to make sure you know what it looks like to win. And here's the cool part. When you have a vision, one of the top traits of successful givers, and if you're here at this, in this community, you're a giver. You want to add more value to the marketplace than you extract. But in order to do that, you got to know where you're going because when you meet with talented people, when you meet with talented people, you know, if you're in the mortgage business and you meet with a real estate agent, if you have a vision of what you're trying to build and you can convey it, it makes all the difference in the world. If you're a small business owner, and you're trying to hire somebody. I had a coaching client. He says, I'm trying to recruit somebody. I'm competing against another company. He said, what should I do? I said, find out what's important to him and see and share your vision and tell him how he can play a role in it. He hired the guy. The guy chose him even though he was going to make less money at the company because the, the talented team member that wanted to work with him chose him because of the vision of the company, because of the vision of the business owner. So your vision will make all the difference. All right. I love this quote. You guys know if you've been hanging around me long enough, I'm always good. I, I'm good for a Jim, quote, Jim Rohn quote almost every meeting. But um, Jim said that, you know, set a goal that's big enough that uh, in the process of achieving it, you become someone worth becoming. And so that's as we talk about the next step. So you got a vision. you got an idea where you want to go. You start to take it. You put it on a piece of paper. But then you start to put a plan together. And that's where some goal setting comes in. So the absence of planning. If you don't plan on putting the vision together, it takes longer to achieve your goals. And you're going to hear this when our Accelerate, we've got three Accelerate members are going to be on the panel. And they're going to talk about what they're building. And they're all building something really special. But you're going to hear from them about how they're achieving their goals faster through focus. Because they're operating, you know, if you're without planning, you're operating reactively. If the phone rings, you don't have a filter to say yes or no to the things that you're being asked to do. If you don't put a plan together, you don't have a way of when somebody's taking you off track, you know, and asks you to go do something. If you don't have a plan, you don't stick to it. And you just end up spending a lot of energy in the wrong places. You know, so often you end up, uh, you know, that's, we, we talk a lot of times with the absence of planning. There's many of you that are really driven here, but a lot of times what ends up happening is you end up on, uh, you know, climbing the success ladder only to find that the ladder's on the wrong wall. And that's because we're not planning. We're not tying the planning to a vision. And so with planning, that's exactly what you get a clear path. And by the way, we're going to talk to you. I want you guys to ask. One of the questions you'll have, how clear was the path once you determined which, which direction you wanted to go? And here's the, 
As you get into it, you'll get a clearer path. If I were going to change this slide, you're going to get a clearer path on how to accomplish your goals. And then reduces procrastination. Look, the number one, pre the number one reason, is they don't know what to do. So often, last week, we spent some time going through, in the academy, we had a call, and I asked everybody to put their, their goals on their 12-week goals uh, in the chat box. And guess what? Many of them couldn't. So they had a vision of where they were trying to go, but they didn't have the goals. And so we spent some time really drilling down into the goals. Some amazing things happened. Some clarity emerged from that. And they, they were moving forward with a purpose. And then you build a set of repeatable habits. Here's the cool process. With planning, you get to figure out what works and you start to build systems. You know, James Clear in the, said in his best-selling book, he says, we don't rise to the level of our goals. We will fall to the level of our systems or our habits. You need, with, when you start to plan, you get to build habits that will help you be successful. All right. We're going to talk about what gets measured, gets managed. So, Peter Drucker said that, one of the gurus of business management, the absence of metrics. Here's what happens. You're operating in uncertainty. And I was talking to a, a commission sales professional recently, and I asked him, I said, what's your average commission? I don't know. Well, how many sales do you know that you need if you don't know what your average commission is going to be on a transaction? She says, well, I don't know. I said, well, take a guess. Here's the point. Everything, when you put things in place, you can start measuring. You can start managing things. So if you don't know, take a stab and then go back and measure it again. All right. You're unsure of what success looks like if you don't have met metrics. And the other component is you're putting too much energy into things that are not making an impact. You know, how many of you are spending time on things and putting effort into things in a business sense that aren't producing results? When you start to measure things, and you can find a few key metrics. You can measure, and then we'll talk more about that as we get into our, uh, into our panelists. But with metrics, you increase your productivity. There's no question. You get laser focused. You know, Matt is one of, uh, Matt Millett's one of our uh, uh, Accelerate coaching clients. Matt got really focused on applications, and he's having his, one of his best months ever, if not his best month ever, because he got really focused on some metrics. It allows you to see the impact you're making. When you start to see results and get focused on it and focus on your leading indicators, it makes all the difference in the world and you start to build some momentum. And it allows you to see how far you've come. You know, when you start to track these things and you look at it, whether it's a, a, a lagging indicator like commissions or a leading indicator like applications or for Cynthia, it could be, you know, consultations that you're having with ideal clients. When you start to measure those things, you start to see the progress um, that you're making in building and hitting your goals that are going to bring you closer to your vision 12 weeks at a time. All right. So we've covered the first three. I'm going to get into a couple other things here real quick, but there's two things that you can really tell what someone values, calendar and their checkbook. Now, we're not going to get into your checkbooks today at all. We'll let you guys do that later. And hopefully if you start implementing this, there'll be more money in your checkbook. But the one thing we want to talk about when it comes to momentum, though, is really about time allocation. And that is the fourth element of momentum. It's allocating your time. So just recapping, you got vision, you got planning, you got metrics, and you got time allocation. So you put a vision together, you put a plan together, you determine what you need to measure, and then you've got to allocate the time to go get those results. So, you know, if you don't have it, you're, you're just going to simply be overwhelmed. You're going to have too much to do. 
You're going to be frustrated. And candidly, you're operating again, reactively instead of proactive. How many of you like being pro reactive versus proactive? No hands are going to go up. But if I asked you, how many of you want to build an intentional proactive business? Show of hands. Show of hands. How many of you want an intentional proactive business? We all do. That's why the system works so well. If you focus on this, you'll, that's what you'll be doing. So with time allocation, it reduces the stress and overwhelm. You know what you're accomplishing and you're doing it in, the, in a reasonable amount of time. You spend time on the important things that are, that are making a difference. I would say that's the things that are significant to accomplishing the goal. And then you eventually what ends up happening is you start automating those things so that you can stand on those systems to accomplish more. All right, and the last thing, this is one of my favorite components is joyful accountability. Because accountability is really the thing that ties this all together. Accountability, if you don't have accountability, if you don't have somebody that's telling you what you need to hear, when you need to hear it, uh, you're missing it. So it's kicking the can down the road. If you don't have accountability, that's exactly what happens. If you're supposed to have a certain number of appointments this week and you don't schedule them, like you said you were going to do, guess what? You're just going to kick the round. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. Guess what? Next week, it becomes 12 weeks. 12 weeks becomes a calendar year. And pretty soon, you're in the same place. You're feeling the same frustration, the same disconnect from where you want to be. Whoop. So you operate in isolation without accountability. Isolation, guys, is the enemy of excellence. If you go out and try to do this, you try to do life. And I don't really care whether it's just business. I don't care if it's just at home. You try to do it alone. It's the enemy of excellence. You're going to drift or you're going to end up in a, in a location that you just don't want to be. Joyful accountability, again, um, will help with that. So more difficulty staying on track to get back on track when you fall off. How many of you had somebody that, uh, you know, you know, what do you do if you've ever had a toddler when they fall down and you're watching them? What do you do? You help them back up, you dust them off and you get them walking again. We just have to keep moving forward. It's okay to fail. It's just not okay to fail and not take the next most positive step that you possibly can. And that's what joyful accountability, if you're surrounding yourself with people that will hold you capable, that will hold you capable of what you uh, have the ability to accomplish, that's where you've got it. So, all right, with joyful accountability, exactly, it creates motivation. It creates a space to acknowledge wins and celebrate them. And it gives you a mechanism for getting back on track. If you've got people that will, that and joyful accountability is nothing more, accountability can have a lot of negative consequences but the truth of the matter is if you find the right people that are going to love on you and tell you things that are true, to tell you things that are helpful and not worry about whether they're being kind to you because it's, it's being delivered in love, then you know you got the right, you got the right tribe. So those are our five elements of momentum and the five secrets. If you can get those things. So real quick, before we get to our panel, as we, as we wrap up, so let's just go over. Let's, how, let's, let's take a look at your note-taking ability. What is that first secret, that first element of momentum? Somebody help. Vision. Vision. Good job, Steve. What's the second element of momentum? Planning. There we go. By the way, just jump in. This is planning. Okay, so we got vision. We got planning. So vision is, is out. Planning is shorter term. Okay, what's next? Metrics. Metrics, you got to measure, you got to measure the things that matter. Absolutely. Okay. What's next? 
time allocation. Time allocation. Takes a while to hit that mute button, doesn't it? So, all right. So you got time allocation. And what's the last thing? Action. Joyful accountability. accountability. Joyful accountability will force you to, somebody said action. I love that. Yeah. Joyful accountability will force you to take action. Absolutely. So that's good stuff. All right, guys, I hope that's useful in giving you a framework, but the reality is we want to give you some encouragement and I couldn't think of a better place to do it than with these individuals right here. So what we're going to do um, here in just a second, um, Dawn is going to probably tell me, I'm going to have to stop sharing my screen and she's going to bring these individuals in. But um, what I want to do is just kind of give a quick introduction to these guys while Dawn's doing that. So we've got Laura Pearson. She's the director of agent success um, with Red Key Realty. And let me quit hit the stop share button while Dawn, because I think you're going to need to start moving some people into uh, the spotlights here. But um, so we've got, uh, uh, as I mentioned, Laura Pearson uh, with Red Key. She's the director of agent success. Now, how cool of a title is that? How many would like, of you would like to be the director of success? Raise your hand. I mean, <laughs> seriously. How cool is that? So I don't think she's got a trademark on that. So if you want to change your business card to be, uh, you know, director of agent success, feel free. Um, but uh, so we got, uh, and she helps, she's really, uh, she's a real estate professional, but she also helps um, agents in her office, candidly, with success. So that's her, that's her role. So we're going to hear from her. We've got Kirk Bealey. Kirk is, uh, is with Paramount Mortgage, um, Paramount Residential Mortgage. Um, Kirk's got an interesting story, a, a background in a corporate world. Um, also, I think was a, a financial advisor for a period of time, but got recently got into the mortgage industry. He's going to share his story here and how um, how these elements of momentum have been useful for him. This momentum system, and then we got Dan Lewigs. Uh, Dan, I've mentioned a couple times, and that's because Dan's been hanging around here forever. Um, Dan's got some done some really cool things business wise. Um, he has uh, really, in his first six years of business, became one of the top 3% of insurance agents, property and casualty insurance agents in the country, in the country. Um, he's also launched a passion project, um, you know, the, uh, helping Christian dads. Um, so he's got a great podcast. That thing's just blown up here recently for him. Um, so Dan is a wonderful guy, um, sponsor of the event. We're glad to have you. He's also a member of the Accelerate program, which we talked about. But, uh, so we've got these three panelists. So what I'm going to do, Don, you let me know when we're ready because I can talk about these three for a while. We are ready, Brian. You are all set. All right. Perfect. All right. So here we go. Um, so we got Laura, we've got Kirk, and we've got Dan. So here's real quick, guys. What I'd like you to do is just introduce yourself. Um, and we're going to start with Laura. Um, I know I gave you an introduction, but tell us a little bit about yourself. And then the, the real question, let's just do that real quick, Laura. So tell us, uh, give us a little bit of background on Laura, who she is, and how she's winning at work and at home. Great. Thanks, Brian. I'm so happy to be here. And I, um, my background is actually in social work. I have a degree in social work and worked as a social worker before I had kids. And then I stayed home for 12 years with my three children. Um, and then went back to work after that in a very part-time social work position and then had a friend who told me that social workers actually make great real estate agents and recruited me into real estate. So I've been in real estate for five years. Um, I was an independent agent for the first four years and then came to Red Key to take this position of director of agent success. And most of my job entails coaching and training agents and sort of to coin your phrase, Brian, I'll say that I'm trying to help the agents in our office build their version of special. Ah, and, I love it. Um, 
And it's very true. Like it's, it's really, what is your vision? What, are, what are your goals? How can I help you get there? Um, and then I also do some recruiting. So I, um, the idea is to sort of build, make Red Key stronger through rising agents and also recruiting agents. Um, and I think that's, I want you. I want to hit the pause button there because uh, you've got a great story, and I want to get into that. But let's get the introductions done. So, Kirk, how about you? Uh, sure. Uh, glad to be here as well. Um, I have a, a background in finance, basically, um, and I grew up in an entrepreneurial home. So, I graduated from Amstel, and while doing that, I was an intern with Northwestern Mutual Financial Network. Um, then I decided to go out and do my own thing. I opened a bar, ran it for ten years, sold it, went into sales for a while, and then went into the corporate world. When COVID hit, um, it kind of forced me out of that. And so I decided to look around and I realized I'm not a good employee. So I decided that uh, it's best for me to look into something I can do on my own. And that's how I found the mortgage industry. Got it. Well, and allows me to spend more time with my kids. I coach my kids in sports. And so um, doing something like this allows me to, you know, spend more time with the family as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Glad to have you here today, Kirk. Dan. Yeah, I used to have a background in uh, retail sales management. So I managed Ultimate Electronics and Circuit Cities and things like that. And then uh, the internet came along and ruined, ruined that side of the business for us and stepped into insurance and within uh, a year switched over to my own uh, practice. And at the same time, I found out in my decision-making process as I was going that my wife was pregnant with our first child. So I went from a high income to a low income in a all depends on me type role. And somehow I had to figure out things pretty quick. And uh, thankfully, after I ran out of friends and family members to hit up for insurance, ran into Brian and uh, Mastermind and been using these ever since and um, quickly, you know, turned myself into top 3% in the insurance business, like Brian said, but it's really uh, kind of the Zig Ziglar focus on helping other people get what they want. And if you help enough of them, you'll get what you want. So I figured out a business model that, that focused on that and mastermind just fell right in line with that and just helped me have better systems at doing that than I had on my own. Mm. Well, I'm glad to have you. So let's dive in. Um, thank you guys. I appreciate the background. So as we, as we jump in here, really what I, tell us a little bit. Okay. So we got this momentum system. We got vision, we got planning metrics, time allocation, and joyful accountability. Um, how many, first of all, how many of you, the three of you had heard about those, three things in some capacity before, before you got involved in this? I had definitely heard of vision and the importance of vision. I had not set one for myself. Yeah. And I've never, I've heard of the vision, setting a vision, but the other four components really never got much info on them. Okay. Dan, how about you? Uh, planning was one, I obviously heard about that, but planning was one that, uh, putting the big rocks in first. Okay, great. Got the concept, but what's the reality of it? So, uh, planning and having the big metrics to measure has really made a big difference. Good. All right. Well, tell us, you know, so you heard about these things before you started implementing the system. What, what was, uh, what was, you know, we talk about winning at work and at home. What was it like at work before you had the system and, then we'll get into it. So tell us a little bit about that. Before you had the system, what was thing, What were things like? Well, I'll, I'll jump in. I actually felt like the mouse on the wheel and it just kept spinning and spinning and spinning. And, you know, you, you have this view in front of you, but it's like 
how am I going to, am I ever going to get there? And, you know, you just kept spinning in the same spot or hopefully you don't slow down too much and it flips you around and flips you off the wheel. And then you're all confused and lost. So I think once I got a little um, direction in me, then it, it helps out basically boost the focus. Yeah, Kurt, you've got an interesting, because you just literally within the last six to 12 months have gotten into a brand new industry, I, I'm assuming, and I believe it's straight commission. Yes. Um, so that little wheel, how, how, did that, how does that feel when you're in a new industry, you feel like you're on a wheel? Oh, it's terrible. Uh, I mean, you're just, it, it kills your confidence and, it, you know, it's, it's everything. You're you know, I, I worked for a company, I was making really good money and I went from a really good money to no money. And luckily we have savings and everything that, that allowed me time. Um, but it's, oh, it's terrible. I mean, you're just lost and you're confused and you're trying to, you're reaching out for help and hope that it's the right help, which is a big deal too. So it's, it's just a really, you're just lost is the basic way to put it. Yeah. Laura, how about you? I would say when I was hired as the director of agent success, I didn't actually, I mean, don't tell my boss this, but I didn't actually realize that this was a leadership position to the extent that it was. And it made me realize that they, that they saw something in me that I didn't even necessarily see in myself. And it was really overwhelming to me at the beginning, but this, this, um, this way of, of, organizing things and planning and, and the, the momentum system, it really allowed me to take all the pieces that I knew I had and put them together in order to be successful. Yeah, that's good. Dan, how about you? Yeah, when I first started uh, in independent, I had five referral partners, four of them dropped off very quickly. I didn't realize they were out of the industry or something changed. And at that point in time, I realized I needed to figure out a way to increase my referral partners quickly. So by having the focus on it, and um, at that point, I was my own accountability partner. Uh, my, my business partner said, how are you going to get all this done? I said, well, there's no plan B. There's not a, a, another option. It's just going to happen. I'm going to find the will and make it go. And um, having that focus, although it was like Kirk said, instead of spinning on a wheel, I felt like I had maybe 20 plates going spinning and then i'd see a new shiny object I'm like oh get another one going get another one going and i'd go from seven o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock at night monday through friday so i just never could stop moving and some of them weren't very effective some of them were but being able to focus down and having a system that's reliable predictable uh, gave me a lot of peace and comfort knowing that i was going to get another paycheck that was going <laughs> to you know provide for my family yeah that's good what, um, so guys, let's, um, once you walk us through this, so you've, you, you heard about this system, what kind of, um, what kind of impact has it had? And, um, so I'm just going to, so vision, which one of these things stood out most to you and where, what, where did you start to gain some momentum? Which one of those elements of momentum helped you create some momentum? Accountability. Tell us about it. Totally didn't want to engage in accountability, wanted to stay as far away from it other than myself, because, you know, what if I failed? What if I let somebody down? What if they're hard on me? What if all those different nonsense things and somebody helped me out with that? They said accountability, nobody likes it, but they do like the results. I'm like, well, what could the results be? Ooh, I do like that. So that's worth the pain of 
fighting through and getting uncomfortable and doing things that, uh, you know, are difficult, challenging and uncomfortable and, you know, things you might be afraid of. Yeah. I'm just, uh, you know, Dan, while you're talking about that, it, how many of you on this call believe you have a desire to build something really special, more sales, they want to have a great relationship at home, just raise your hand. So you want it. How many of you believe you're capable of doing it? Here's the thing. And I think what Dan is saying is who is, who is the one holding you capable of building that? That's where the joy. So I, I agree, Dan, joyful accountability is a, is an amazing thing. So, but I'm yeah. going to go back to Kirk and uh, I'm going to go back to Kirk. So and, I'll, I'll interrupt you, Brian. So yeah. real, real quick, talking about joyful accountability, just yesterday, we we're in an accelerate meeting and there was definitely some joyful accountability and it was friendly and loving and joyful and Hey, take the next step. I don't care what the step is, but take the next step. And you're like, all right, got it. I'm taking the next step. So, and uh, there may have been others that felt that yesterday in the call, but uh, definitely I did. So yeah. I'm taking the next step. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we may impact that a little bit here. But um, yeah, Dan, by the way, with Accelerate, guys, Accelerate, we meet in a small group format and we get really deep, really fast. And so that's what Dan's referring to. I, if we get a chance, I'll unpack that in a little bit. But, um, but, but Laura, let's, uh, let's go to you. What, uh, which one of these was uh, most elements was most useful for you? Yeah, it's actually really hard for me to pick one. Um, I think that the vision, the vision work that I did has been extremely helpful in just thinking through what does success look like at home and at work? Um, what am I striving for? Um, and then I would say the metrics too, because just organizing my daily and weekly activities in ways that I know if I'm doing, am I doing the activities I need to do to get to that vision? Um, and then, but probably, I mean, I agree with Dan, probably the most important one has been the joyful accountability. And I would, and I, and I wouldn't say the accountability without the joyful part, because it really, that has been so life-changing for me to feel like I can be in a, an accountability relationship with somebody who really knows me and really cares about me and also knows my vision, right? So my accountability partner knows my vision and also holds me accountable to the things that I need to do each week in order to, to get back to that. So vision, I think, and accountability, I would say. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, Kirk, how about you? I'm going to kind of piggyback off Laura a little bit. They're, they're all five I mean, that's the reason why we're talking about all five. They all five come into play. Um, I would say the two most important, the most important, I think, is the vision. For me, that was the hardest um, because, you know, everybody has goals. It's just, but a goal without a way to get there is just a dream. So I think narrowing that down because, you know, I've noticed in, you know, in Accelerate and then, you know, our other calls that the problem with a lot of people's visions are very broad. Um, until I learned to really narrow it down and get very, very specific to where it is attainable. Um, I think that's that was the most important. But then again, sharing that and allowing your, you know, your friends, basically, that we all became um, to hold you to that, you know, and I mean, I got a call the other day asking about how many did I make my calls today? Um, you know, and that's, you know, you don't want to tell that person no, so you got to do it. Um, <laughs> but I think that the vision is by far the most important. And the other hard part that, and I shared this last week at a, with, on Friday is, 
the hard thing about getting your vision set and specific is sometimes you feel that you're not worthy of what you're trying to accomplish. And I think that's a mindset that, you know, everyone on here needs to get over and, and realize that, you know, there is nothing too big to write down. Yeah, Kirk, you, um, uh, honestly, the reason you're on the panel here today, um, I know you've had some really good success. I mean, you are an implementer, you do a lot of things, but candidly, unpack this vision thing because you worked hard on this vision. Tell <laughs> us about that. So um, I sat down and, you know, I had a call and on one of our Accelerate calls and they asked what my vision was. And I just kind of laid it out there, very vague, very generic. Um, and, you know, it was, it for me, it wouldn't have ever led anywhere. Um, so I sat down and decided what I really wanted to do in, in one year and two years and three years and four years and five years. And in five years, where do I want to be and what's it going to take to get there? Um, so I spent hours and hours and hours, not on where I wanted to go, because I already knew that, but on how to get there. Um, essentially, you know, I have a picture, I made an Excel spreadsheet and I mean, it's, it lists everything that I will need to get where I want to be in five years, whether that be, uh, you know, house, whatever I want, it's all listed on that sheet. And now I was able to break it down off of, you know, in the mortgage industry, how much my average loan would be, how much average commission I'm going to get and what I need to do of each week, each day, each month, each quarter to get there where I need to be. And um, like I said, once I got that down, it's, it's so much easier to look at that and be like, well, that's actually manageable to where before, if I'd have said, man, I want to do X amount of dollars a month and close business without a way to get there. It's just like, man, how, I, there's no way I'm ever going to get there. So until I got specific and then really, like I said, once I got there, realized it, it's not that big of a number anymore. So it, it's more attainable. Yeah. Um, was that a simple exercise going through your vision or was it difficult for you? It was very difficult. Well, it was easy and difficult. It was easy to get to where I wanted to be, um, but it was hard to break it down and, and really figure out why. Um, because, you know, again, the goal, a goal is a goal, but until you figure out why you really want to do that, um, I think, you know, without the why, there's no way you're ever going to really follow through with it either. So the why let me get even more specific. And then it, it's the how and everything else that follows that. Yeah, that's good, Kurt. All right, um, guys, I want to spend some time. I know, so we've covered, um, you know, uh, you've given us a little background, how you got started, some of the challenges you had. Um, you've talked about what, um, which element of momentum has been most useful. And candidly, it is a system. So I totally get it um, in terms of that. But each of you had something. But um, let's, let's move over. So you've taken a look. You've, you've gone through your vision. You put a plan together. Um, you figured out what metrics you need to, me uh, to, to measure. You've allocated time to get to hit those metrics. And then, uh, and then you're surrounding yourself with people that are holding you capable of, of accomplishing things. Um, what's, what kind of results have you guys seen from courageously implementing? Because that's, I would put, you guys are all courageous implementers. Yeah, I guess I'll jump in since everybody's quiet. Uh, just having a system that's, you're able to replicate, implement, uh, you know, you know what you're doing pretty much every day. It can actually get a little bit somewhat boring being routine. So you got to keep in mind to have fun with it and uh, introduce the fun. But uh, it's really just, total peace of mind of knowing not only that you can achieve your goals, but you can really help others hit their goals too, because they're seeking the same things when you 
get pretty well at each of these different things. Somebody needs help with at least one of these things. So no matter what level they're at, you feel like you can have a conversation with them and engage them. So especially for people that are a really high level that I used to be intimidated by, now I feel like I can at least have a conversation with them. And I really actually feel like I can add value back to them as well. At the same time, they're adding value to me. So that fear of engaging with people is, you know, really gone. Yeah. Um, Dan, by the way, I think, uh, I think one of the things and I would just say this to you, one of the, another reason you're on the panel, when you, when you see something, you go and implement it. And if you, if you guys, if you're on this call and you take nothing else, implementation will create influence. Implementation will create influence. And if you want to know why these guys are here is they've implemented, they've gotten results and they're gaining influence by, by sharing what they're learning, not their sales results, but they're sharing the process, the system. Each one of these individuals can sit down and with their best strategic partner or someone who needs some help building their business, we all rely on relationships. These guys are taking the information that they're learning. Laura, I know you're using this in, internally um, with what you're doing. How successful is that? What kind of results have you seen? I'm going to turn that over to you. So uh, one reason why the 12-week year and this process that we have in place works so well for me is because of that whole concept of progress over perfection. And, you know, when I, I used to be a parent educator, and one of the things that I would talk to parents about all the time was um, that it's okay to make mistakes, right? It's okay for your kids to make mistakes. And in fact, you want them to do it when they're at home in a safe environment, because then they can learn, right? They can be loved through it. And um, one thing I really appreciate about this system is that um, we are we are setting big goals. Like you are encouraging us to set big goals. But when we look at our percentages from week to week, we're not trying to hit 100% in both um, professional and personal goals each week. Because if we are, then we're not pushing ourselves hard enough, right? So that's one thing that I have really implemented with the agents here too, is that if you get a sense of what you want to do, what you're trying to accomplish on a daily and weekly basis, and you only and you get to 75%, well, that's fantastic, right? Because you have tracked it and you know what you did. And next, you know, when you shift again, how can you get to 100? And then once once you reach 100, how do you switch up the goal so you go backwards almost, right? Because you want to keep pushing yourself. And that to me has made such a big difference because it's not about perfection. It's not about being, you know, like hitting every single action every week to 100%. It's about stretching yourself. And um, the example that I use is a personal one, but um, like I have a weight loss goal and I knew for me that logging my food was um, the was the way for me to get there, right? And I was, for whatever reason, I have a trainer. He told me to log my food. I had such a hard time doing it. So I started with three days. So I, you know, I got to where I was logging three days a week and that was 100% for my personal goal. And then I just pushed myself until it was seven days. And now I get one point for seven days rather than seven, right? So it's this kind of progression. And I found a lot of success that way because I started smallish. Yeah. Well, Laura, what I would say, now, but guys, do me a favor. Uh, you know, when you hear the specifics that people are doing, 
I would encourage you to, to you know, because honestly, when you hear Laura say three days versus seven, that's not the point. The point is she had confidence in a system that was going to produce the result. And that's the one thing. And I see Stephanie shaking her head, you know, um, Stephanie, I've had some conversations through the Academy and through Accelerate. But the point is the number one thing we need is confidence. We've got to have some confidence and this system will give you the confidence to make sure you're on the right track. So, um, all right, uh, Kirk, uh, any, what kind of success have you seen? Well, I would say right before I came into any of this, um, so it was, you know, early January, I really kind of was lost in myself and didn't really know what was going on because I was confused. Um, so I, right as I was getting into, um, accelerate and jumpstart, I actually did 75 hard, uh, which is a, just a kind of a program, um, a mental toughness program and doing that and all of this together got me in the place where I needed to be. Um, you know, with that program, they talk about, it's called a power list. I mean, everybody kind of has their own thing, but, um, it's five basically things I have to do every day. I have all those written down. I think I shared them. Um, but essentially if I can hit those five, I mean, I, I got, I won the day. And so I track those wins because if you're winning every day, it's so much easier to stay consistent and motivated to where, you know, if you've got five, six day L's in a row, then you're going to go in a funk. So, you know, it's basically just staying motivated, staying active and, you know, doing what's going to lead you to get to where you want to be and kind of funneling those things out that are going to be a distraction for you. Yeah, that's good. Um, all right. Well, we just got a few minutes left here on the panel. Um, Guys, any closing, if somebody's here and they're listening to this, what, you know, again, the purpose of this event is to encourage, make people feel better about what is possible and to inspire them to go take action. What, what words of wisdom do you guys have for somebody who's just uh, maybe lacking confidence, maybe trying to, you know, maybe in a new position like you were, Kirk, or maybe trying to scale their business. They might be in the, in the success phase of their business, but they want to move to significance. What encouragement would you give them? One thing that I say, I would say is that it's okay not to tackle all five elements at the same time. You really have to focus on your vision, right? But I can use like time allocation for an example. I've been doing 12 week year all, all year. So starting in January and this, the third quarter, um, I finally, when it came to that time block part, I had 100% ignored that until now because it felt overwhelming to me and I wasn't quite sure how to implement it and I wasn't 100% comfortable with it. And then when I was writing this 12 week year, I was like, oh, it makes sense to me. I know how to do it. I'm gonna start. And so now I'm doing the time blocking, but I haven't done that this whole year and that's okay, right? I, you know, I was focused on vision and then on planning and metrics and now, and always accountability, right? But now I'm putting that time allocation in place and it makes sense to me and it's working, but it's okay that I wasn't doing that six months ago. That's good. And I would say, you know, start, uh, you know, start. That's the biggest thing is, um, you know, the vision is, is so important and that's gonna take you the longest time, I think, to get it narrowed down. And it's okay if it changes. I mean, you know, I did the 12 week, your um, last quarter and about halfway through, I changed my entire focus of how I was going to do it. And I went into more and instead of a numbers game, I went into more of a marketing side of it. And um, it's worked out great, but you know, it's okay to change, but the biggest thing is just start because tomorrow never comes. So it's gotta be today. Mm, that's good, Kirk. 
Dan, you're back. You're still on mute though. Uh, there we go. Fix that. So funny when computers goof up. So here, here's the things I would say, ask yourself some questions, ask yourself, what's the most important thing that I can accomplish that'll help me get towards my vision. Ask yourself what the biggest opportunity is or area that you can focus on to make a difference. And then this last one might be the most important one to get started. Sometimes you you have it all within you, but need somebody to help. So who's that person that you can ask for help and then have the courage to actually ask for help? You'll find that that person almost always says yes. They'll be glad to help you. But often it's a person outside of you. So whether that's a coach, an accountability group, just somebody that's a step or 20 steps in front of you, uh, ask, ask somebody to help. That's good. Speaking of asking for help, do me a favor, guys, Laura, Kirk, um, and Dan, do me a favor, plug your contact information again here and here. I'm certain there's going to be some people that are going to have some questions for you. Um, first of all, if somebody has questions, are you willing to take a phone call or answer an email or answer a text? Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. There were plenty of people who helped me at the beginning and help me still, right? But I'm yep. always happy to help. Yep. I know I've talked about it. My hardest thing is... Uh, was opening up and asking for help. I've always been kind of one of those people. I try to do everything myself and um, it's, it's definitely not the way to, to go about it. And it's amazing how many more people are out there that will help you that you would have never thought. That's good, Kirk. So do me a favor. Uh, if you, uh, if I, uh, we've, we've got to move on to our next thing. Cause we're going to get you guys into some breakout rooms here shortly, but uh do me a favor, go over, and uh, Tim, by the way, just plugged in. If you enjoyed the panelists today, because they would honestly, I think, if they're, they enjoy doing this, what's the most useful thing you heard from our panelists? Let's just do that for a quick, jump into the chat box there real quick. What's the most useful thing you heard from the panelists? Tim said it was progress over perfection. Absolutely. So, and Tim, I just encourage you, if it's vision, planning, metrics, time allocation, or joyful accountability, just start to, you know, make some progress in each one of those areas. Um, and it'll create some amazing results. So thank you for sharing. Progress over perfection. Good. Um, it's got to be today. Nick, I'm not sure what you mean by it's got to be today, but if it's taking action, I'm in a complete agreement. Overcoming time allocation and metrics, Jennifer said, um, yeah, getting started on the vision. Love it, Rob. Um, good stuff. All right. So keep dropping those in there. Those guys love to hear that stuff um, and the feedback and the impact that they're making. So we talked about the secrets behind momentum. Guys, I'm going to just tell you really clearly, we've got the academy that's behind this. I know many of you uh, uh, raised your hands earlier about being academy members. Look, it's real simple. We've taken, and I've spent a decade building some content, and last, you know, what did the pandemic make possible? It made possible for me to get this content out into, um, into the Radically Referrable Academy. So if you're interested in, in getting and implementing these five elements of momentum, We've got something inside the academy called the Jumpstart Playbook. You get access to it. You can see it's right there. It's one of the courses that we offer. We're adding courses. We're putting content in there all the time to help you win at work and at home as a small business owner and commission sales professional. So if you're interested, just um, there's, a, I think Dawn is going to be posting a link in the chat box. Just click on the link. It's $39.99 a month. You can cancel it any time. I also give you a money back guarantee on that. It is the most impactful thing I've ever produced. There are individuals that have been through just that jumpstart course, set aside all the other coaching calls, other things that happen inside the academy, 
She went through Jumpstart and she doubled her business two years in a row. That's Tatiana. If anybody met Tatiana Osini, she's uh, she's a loan officer in Springfield, Missouri. She came and took this. We did it virtually one time. She got into the academy. She started implementing. She doubled her business year one. She doubled her business in year two. She had more time, more energy. Um, it just, so Jumpstart will be a huge uh, resource for you. And then today, if you end up joining today, when we run this event, you click on the link, you join, guess what? Joyful accountability gets to come with you. You get to choose somebody to bring with you to go through the academy and be a member in the academy with you so that you've got a joyful accountability partner. So if you're interested, jump over to the academy. It is the thing. Because remember, great ideas don't mean anything. It's only the ideas that get implemented. If you want to build your momentum system, jump in. By the way, there's some other things inside the academy, which we haven't even discussed today. If you want to build a referral-based business, I talk about the connection offense in there. And when you see the connection offense, you'll understand how it helps you build your referrals. Guarantee you go through that. You will double your referrals in the next 84 days. If not, I'll give you money back. So we'd love to have you. And you'll be on calls with us. You'll be here. You'll be talking about this. You'll be considered an expert. And you'll be able to add value. You'll implement this and be able to add value inside the community and the, and the connections that you have. All right. Well, there you have it. Another Mastermind Project podcast. We want to thank you for being here and investing in yourself. Uh, that's the key to growth because we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So thank you for investing in yourself. We hope that you found something here useful. As a matter of fact, it's our desire that you've heard something from this podcast that would make a difference if you implement it in your business. And we know that success favors the speed of implementation. Take a note, take action on something that you've learned here. It'll make a difference. We'd love to hear about it. So, and you can also join us and tell us a little bit about it at our next live event. And you can register for that at www.briankmcrae.com www.briankmcrae.com. We've got our mastermind event schedule there and you can join us virtually uh, at our next event on the third Thursday of the month. So for this time and until next time, study things that matter, practice things that matter and teach things that matter to people who care. Appreciate you.